0: Evening and welcome to uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, the high school edition. Uh joining me uh tonight is Rafa. Um, and uh, what kind of a kid is that? I thought we're uh, a black kit. <laughs> it's an Alamadri kit. <laughs> so I know it's the high school show, um, but we have to start out with this. Uh your thoughts on the kit, uh, the bat, uh, black on black, I believe is what they're calling it here, and then the uh, infamous, you know, back with the numbers and name, also in black. Um, I'm pretty sure if you follow me, you know my uh, my views on it.
1: But uh, your thoughts? Um, I guess we're gonna have to play "Back in Black" from AC/DC <laughs> when we come out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, they that's what they should have played with in, in their video coming out but you know that's through their I think the big issues uh with the kit number for me it's a little bit plain um the, you know there's no you know it's just just a plain shirt um but for Mike Watts you know calling games or you know whoever's calling the games good luck trying you know trying you know trying to read the names the numbers i think are probably big enough and it it depends on to me i think it's going to depend on how reflective they are you know you know um under light but just looking at it here and 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 the picture that we have is is from the sa sa fc uh shop uh through uh uh uh, what is it soccer soccer uh, soccer factory soccer factory uh, for that here, compared to this one here, where, you know, the Viva kit, mm-hmm. nice and clean. Yes, it's to me, it's a little plain, and I know on the front, but on the back, you can clearly read the names and numbers. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't so much on the, uh on, on the, uh on the kit here. So, uh, it was going to be hard going from the, 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 the checkers. I just... I just think for this one here, I like the idea. I just, you know, to me, if you had outlined the the outlined it in white or, and especially if you put uh, the Puma in there with us with being Las Gatos Blancos, you mm-hmm. know, made it a white, white Puma or, you know, the, you know, just outlined the, the black riding with white or, you know, silver, if you wanted to go, because there is a touch of silver with the badge, Yeah, have that silver go around um the names you know that would have highlighted it a little bit better but hindsight's 2020 um there is some discussion can uh can uh safc play in these <laughs> um you know it's where... kind of like this you see how that puma yeah something like that where it sticks out yeah but then that's not black on black so <sighs>
1: But let's get to what we came here for. Well, here, here first of all, I got some breaking news, and Uh-oh. this, and this, and this is actually coming from the valley, and this, uh, this pertains to Southwest's Kryptonite, which is Pablo Torres, Torre from Valley View. He's just announced that he's foregoing his senior season at Valley View. He he played half of the district play, and he's now left the team.
0: Where's so, he going, college or pro? They
1: or? did not mention anything about that. You may have, we have to probably contact Edson about if he's going to – if maybe offered something, maybe RGV, which is, could be a possibility because it's just, just saying that that he's cutting his season short to pursue other options. And I'm wondering if uh, RGV FC's may probably decide to – Open the the checkbook and and sign him up.
0: Well, RGV did sign Ollie Wright today, and among mm-hmm. others, but uh, uh,
1: for that here,
0: what was his name?
1: Pa- Pablo Tori. Yeah, he's the, he was the leading scorer for the Valley. He was a, their top player for for Valley View. He, he was the one that scored those five goals on on Southwest on that playoff game last year, and he was kind of their little kryptonite. And so, yeah, this is just kind of breaking that he's cutting his season short. So I'm sure, I'm sure how soft is going to be happy with that. Cause that's a big, <laughs> loss. that's a big loss for Valley view. Cause he, cause I saw them play last year. He was the only, you know, he was the only player that would generate any offense for them. So it- there's, a- there's something, <laughs> the soccer do- gods might be. Uh, how big, how big a loss is that for Valley a- view though? It's a big loss because all it's, the whole offense runs through him. You know, he's, he's, I remember watching him play against Porter. He basically saved him. Porter had, I think was a better, I thought it was a better team, but he, he's such, he's very fast. He's very lanky and, you know, just savvy as far as receiving the ball. And, and he, he just put the ball in the net. That's just how good he, good of a player he is. I, I know that I spoke to somebody about him and, you know, they tried double teaming them, and they just still couldn't stop him. So I, I'm just one wondering if he's gonna cut his season short. If you know, if RGVFC maybe already discussing, or you know, like I said, maybe it could be a Liga MX team that maybe reached out to him too as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we'll see how what what turns out of that. So. I'm sure. I'm sure there are gonna be some happy, happy teams about that in the playoffs <laughs> in five A. So, so this little breaking news on that.
0: So that is that is big news. So tonight we did plan on doing the Rafa, you know, Power 15 uh, for both the boys and girls um, again, and then going over the taps playoff bracket. Um, unfortunately. Um, TAPS has not updated their playoff bracket. And I don't want to make assumptions on which teams are in at what seed along those lines here. Just, you know, with, with the TAPS um, tap standings, they're, sol- they're they're on par with the UIL ones. But it's not something that I, uh, you know, I can say 100% accuracy saying, hey, you know, team A is, is playing team B. Uh, To be able to go through, um, uh, you know, uh, for that here. So,
1: uh, for that here, uh,
0: Matt uh, with a PSG or Q
1: or (laughs) K. I don't don't think he's going to PSG.
0: (laughs) Barcelona, come on!
1: Uh, No, these guys
0: here. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Newcastle, my friend. You get playing time. Uh, so let's get started with the with the, uh, the the brackets here. As always, we start with the ladies. Um, let me make sure I got it set up here. So before we get started, I will. There were there has been some pretty major changes, especially this late in the season. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of the biggest was uh, number four uh, from the last, from two weeks ago, Antonian, Uh, the Apache, Lady Apaches, unfortunately dropped all the way out. Uh, Madison and Davenport, Uh, your thoughts, you know, I guess, especially from Antonian uh, dropping, you know, basically from the top half or top third of the bracket to completely out of the bracket.
1: Yeah. Just some real tough losses for them, you know, and, you Know some consecutive losses, that's why they they kind dropped out, you know, just the inconsistency there. Same thing, uh, Madison had a you know, looking back at the four games since the last you know, um uh, you know, rankings, you know, they had a little hit some rough spots. Um, same thing with Davenport, uh, even though Davenport got did get a win last night, so like I said, there's there's they're within range, as you can say to possibly get back in, you know, depending on, on the season, you know, how things go here further out. So, and then there was other, you know, there was some of the top teams, you know, uh, had some ties, you know, so they may got gotten knocked down a bit or my stayed remained the same. Um, there was one time I was a little surprised that I expected them to win and, but they ended up getting tied. So that knocked them just a little bit, but not too much. So, so we'll discuss about that once we, Show the rankings. So,
0: any outside of the drops here, any any you know, well let let's let's before we get to the rankings here. Mm-hmm. W- where were you this week? Here, uh, I know yesterday you were in the sun, uh, you know, before it got chilly here in San Antonio. So, uh, w- where has Rafa been this past week?
1: Well, yeah, last night I was at Somerset Stadium for the the boys district 27 for a game between the Lavernia bears and the Somerset bulldogs. So first time ever going to Somerset, as far as their stadium. It's nice, nice little, little stadium for, you know, for them and good turnout. A lot, a lot of, lot of Lavernia people were there and it was a great game. Um, uh, Somerset struck early and, but then Lavernia kind of, it was a wake up call for them and they, turned it up after that and uh i was surprised really impressed surprised and impressed by how good Lavernie was and they took a 2-1 lead at the half and then that second half i think having the win in your back also kind of helped out a, bit, a little bit but they just they just turned it up another level and they just blitz creak uh the somerset defense and the score could have been a lot higher uh then they end up, up winning six to one um one of the players, number eleven, he's only a sophomore. Had a hat trick. He could have had at least another two, three goals. You know, he, he missed one some uh, over the bar or on to the to the side. But he had on his third goal to get the hat trick. He had a beautiful header. You know, from a from a corner kick. So, so be on the lookout for them because they. I think I had a little talk with him and with the coach from Rivernia. Hopefully, we'll have him next next week on our show, and uh, he's got a lot to say about about his team, but. Just look out for them in the playoffs. I, I think they may surprise some teams. They're very young, a lot of sophomores and freshmen. I think they only had, like, two seniors on the squad. Um, so this could be a team that's going to be a force to be reckoned with them for the next few years. And I I think they can may go toe-to-toe with, with Bernie. You know, I think they have the talent. They have the speed. And they're very – they have a lot of endurance as well. And – So look out! Look out for the Hopefully, like I said, I know the coach says they're looking to see if they can prove on making the playoffs. You know, deeper in the playoffs. And another game I went a lot the week before was that Reagan and Lee game, and you know that that game, everybody was ready for that game, and Reagan took it to him with with a four-zero win. Yeah, yeah, Reagan really, like I said, the last two games I've seen them play, they've like against Johnson and them, they really took it to them. Um, they have a suffocating press pressing offense. they just do not allow you to get you set up play from the back and get you up in the attack and so forth and so they you I know, said they they just took it to Lee and you know Lee was had a couple opportunities but they were just out of sync they just couldn't really get into a rhythm uh, a couple mistakes. Some of the goals were a couple little little uh, miscues. But, like I said, I, I think, like I said, Lee will bounce back from this. But Reagan, I think, you know, starting to become that team that, you know, to be to be look look out in the playoffs. And like I say, who's the saving me? We could have both of them in the, you know, in the regional final and so forth. So and so, uh, like I said, so long season, because, like I said, Reagan still has got a couple tough ones going. On. Still got to play Johnson. They still got to play Brandeis. And we'll, we'll see what happens there.
0: So, starting out with the ladies, we talked about who's not in. So, let's uh, see who possibly replaced them and, and how it sh- how it shakes out here. So, uh, starting out at uh, number 15, uh, a new team, uh, Uvalde. Uh, the record's 10-2-1 so far on the year. Uh, the, any thoughts on Uvalde? I know they're probably on the outer limits of, of what we cover, but... Uh, when you look at at the standings they have been impressive and and, and have been on quite a roll
1: yeah they they've been on a roll and they're actually playing tonight um and i think they're favored to win tonight and that's a team to kind of look, look out for for four a girls um we'll, we'll see how, how they'll do, like i said in the playoffs once the playoffs starts in a few in the next coming in the, well, the next 3 weeks uh, so keep an eye on them they're a good team Especially, like I said, they should have no problem winning uh, District Twenty Seven Four A. Uh, I think they will have. I think once they win this one, they should have it in the bag.
0: So moving to number uh, fourteen is San Antonio Christian, fifteen and five. They weren't rated. Um, I think the reason why they jumped in is because they are the team that uh, knocked out Antonian twice um,
1: since the last the rankings here uh, for that here. Yeah, they've actually gone on to like a. And a win streak at, at the expense of Antonian, so they were able to crack into the top fifteen. Uh, keeping out on them in the playoffs, like I guess. we'll figure out. Hopefully, once taps decides <laughs> to put their, their brackets up, who they're going to face, and like I say, hopefully, they'll they can make a deep run and hopefully bring a, bring a championship. You know, so you know, don't sleep on on them, and we'll, we'll see what they have coming up. You know, for them for the for the playoffs
0: number 13 uh Bernie uh last week their last two weeks ago they were 14th, so you know 10 three and four um so they you know they dropped one spot uh you know and, and we'll talk about who who grabbed their spot here in a minute uh, but your thoughts on the Greyhounds. um they
1: i know they they had some bumps on the road but they're not they're a little on a winning streak now so that, that's why i have them at 13. um like i said they're hopefully they can still continue like i said they're looking to see that hopefully they can still contend in the, for that um, district championship. I know, I think Wimberley, I think was on top of the of the, of the standings, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to meet with them pretty soon. I think they'll start round two of their district play. I think either this Friday or the, or next week. So uh, don't sleep on them. Like I said, you know they were the, one of the favorites last year. I, I still think they're one of the favorites. I think probably this right now is is the best time to start getting hot and they're starting to show that right now. Uh, next up at
0: the Jefferson Mustangs. Uh, they were not ranked. Um, they're 13 and four on the season coming in at 12. So uh, they come in and jump ahead of Bernie. So your thoughts on the, the, on Jefferson soccer.
1: Well, Jefferson, like I said, they've been consistent. They're in first place. They had a big win over Edison to take the, you know, basically it was the, the top two teams in that district. So they won that game. So they're sitting comfortably right now in first place. Um, I think they meet again at the end of the season. So who's to say, you know, Edison could come back and try to sneak on them and try to get a split of the district title. But I, th- I think Jefferson's looking to kind of a little redemption because they got they were in the same position last year. They took care of business and district, but they got, got knocked off in the first round so they're hoping to see if they can get into this, you know win the playoff game and go into the second and possibly even the third round as well.
0: So moving on up, we're going to go to Taft, uh, the Lady uh, the Lady Raiders. Uh so far 10-3 and 4 uh on the year they were 15th uh, last uh last uh, on the Power 15 here but they have moved up and I want to say they t- had a or they played 18 very competitive
1: they, they had a tie with Harlan last night, which uh, kudos to Harlan because they're 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 in the fourth place spot in their district for 29-6A. Mm-hmm. Taff is within striking distance of you know with 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 Brennan and O'Connor It's basically the same situation from last year. You know it came down to the last few games, but that's that's a little minor setback getting that tie with Harlan. It, it's a good it's good for Harlan because they get points to keep that that fourth place spot you know in the in the in the in the playoff run which i think right now if the playoffs will start today they would play actually will play my alma mater but i actually would favor Harlan over them i think harlan's a little bit battle tested so but we yeah, got
0: that last week on the or last year on the boys side and it didn't quite work out uh as
1: well yeah so. uh, that's that's true but that but I think this 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 will be a little bit different <laughs> with the, with the girls' tie. But TAF, like I said, I think TAF yeah, they, they they could go do some damage also in the playoffs too. So don't don't sleep on them. Even though they have that tie, they still got some big games coming up with Brandon and O'Connor, and we'll see who, who, how, what 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 that what the outcome comes for the um, for the district title.
0: Yeah. So looking at the uh, MySanAntonio.com um... – dot you know, right now, District 29-6A, uh, uh, Brennan 14-1-2, um, 9-0-1 in District, uh, O'Connor 9-0-2, so two ties, uh, played one more match, but a tie. Third would be Taft to 8-1-2 uh, for that here. And then the fourth that you're talking about, um, I think when we did the standings last time here, it was kind of a three-team race. Yeah. Now it's kind of settled down to where it is going to be between Harlan and Stevens. Harlan's at five four and two. Uh, Stevens is at five five and one. So that that tie does make a big difference because that gives them the tiebreaker as we speak right now over uh, over over Stevens.
1: Yeah, and especially also getting points on one of the top three teams, if you can steal <laughs> like a point. That that's, it's going to help you, you know, because normally if that was a loss, like I said, Stevens would you know it's kind of be within strike distance of them. So that was, it was a good result for Harlan last night.
0: So moving on up, uh, number 10. So cracking the top 10 is Southwest, uh, 14, three and one. They were your twelfth seed last, uh, or, you know, 12th, uh, in the last, uh, power pool here, your thoughts on, on Southwest.
1: Yeah. Southwest. I, I think it took care of business at Medina Valley. Um, you know they they're on a big winning streak. I just don't like I said. I don't see anyone beating them in their district play. Uh, we'll see what they do in the playoffs. That's 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 going to be another <laughs> different different story there. To see, but I, I think I have confidence in them. I think they they can do some good things into the play, coming into the playoffs.
0: And want to bring in Coach Cano. Um, I'm sure you probably heard me disrespecting taps there a little bit. You know, saying hey, why well, can't they get their brackets out? And so he's coming to shake us down here a little bit. <laughs> how how are you doing, uh, Coach Kano? Oh. <laughs> well, uh, Coach Kano gets gets uh, set up here. Um, uh, Lori Lee, one of the uh, uh, who who has been on the show here before, um, Har- uh, Har- one of the Harlan coaches uh, said that Harlan uh, has beaten Stevens twice. Um, you know, still, you know, it's not set, but you know, the points definitely do do matter here. So, yeah. um, I do remember that was one of the games that we were talking
1: about uh, what two weeks ago when we we're when we we're doing this. Or so that, last that's a good thing. yeah, that's a good thing. The Harlan has has a tiebreaker, but like you know, the points do matter. So, I mean, Stevens knocks off one of the top three teams. You know, if it's that you know leapfrog you from you know from a playoff spot and so forth. So as like I said, it's going to come down who has the has the you know, the points to get to that four spot.
2: Gentlemen, can you guys hear me?
1: Yes, we can hear you. Uh, uh-huh.
2: I am uh, I am back in black. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> so I could uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I I could hear the echo, but I couldn't hear you pick you guys up there. So so <laughs> Rafa or Harry, right off the bat, I need to know how many times has Rafa already mentioned his alma mater? I'm over under uh, two, maybe I'd say two.
0: Uh, nope. for this episode, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry guys. Hey, thank you uh thank you for uh, allowing me to join you guys. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So, I have a bone to pick with you. Um All right. Let's do we it. We're going to go over the taps playoff brackets. Um, obviously, that wasn't published by taps as, as of yet here. Um I know you have I know you're coaching a team and I believe they play I don't have it up here Thursday 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 night uh, if you want to kind of highlight uh, what St. Mary's Hall who they're playing where they're playing and uh, if it's close how how they can get tickets and 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 all of that fun stuff
2: yeah well uh, if you want to watch us play you can um, either go via Greyhound drive or take a flight over to Houston Hobby we'll be over out by oh wow uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be making a trip out to towards NASA. We'll be uh, playing uh, Houston Houston Lutheran South Academy. Uh, they are the three seed out of out of District Five, which is the the, the greater Houston district. And uh, yeah, we're the four seed out of our combined Austin slash San Antonio district. Mm-hmm. So it's the four from District Three versus the the three from District Five. Um, so that's a pretty good, pretty strong, solid. Uh, by district round matchup and the winner winner of our match will will then turn around and face uh, in the area round on Saturday uh, versus the number one seed out of our district out of district three which is uh, Austin St. Michael's which they are the defending uh, state finalists they lost they lost a year ago in the final.
0: Do you know what time that game would be at or still to be determined? Uh,
2: tomorrow's game is at four Saturday's game Will be will be dependent upon the winner, and obviously because St. Michael's is hosting, that's kind of that is still a, to be determined. Uh, we'll, well, reason I we we ask
0: would, is AJ will be up, <laughs> will be up in Leander for AJ's yeah, yeah. club game. So I was like, well, okay.
2: yeah, yeah. Hoping for if it if it is if we're if we're lucky enough for it to be us, we're hoping for uh, because of a lot of school activities going along with our student athletes, where we would. Uh, potentially be requesting a Saturday evening game, probably maybe 7 p.m., something like that.
0: So I do have a question, and maybe this could go either to you, Rafa, or, or, or you, Coach. Why is the playoff schedule so compact? Like, it kicks off tomorrow, you have, you know, in the bye district round, and depending on which, you know, you know, there, there's quite a few buys in there. But then the areas on the 26th, then March 1st is the regional. Um, so by the time within a week, you're going to basically have played three rounds of the playoffs. And then, you know, of course, the semifinals is March 5th and then the finals March 8th. Why is it so compact? It, it just number one, you know, for player safety. But number two, you know, especially if you're going from Houston to Austin to possibly mm-hmm. back to Houston that's that's a lot of travel in in a short period of time where you know is is there a reason why they have to have it done by by march i guess
2: uh yeah i think that's my response yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah. you know this gets this question gets posed every year number number of factors i don't know if there's a single reason uh but maybe a just a culmination of a lot of little things i think for one Unlike uh, unlike UIL, you're dealing with schools that are still smaller numbers, right, on, mm-hmm. on the TAP side, private school side. So one thing that gets mentioned quite a bit is, so you have um, you have the overlap period right now from winter sports, i.e., basketball and mm-hmm. soccer, and then with all the spring sports because it's a heavy spring season period in you know in all of sports UIL mm-hmm. and TAPS. So I don't know if it's also influenced by that in terms of trying to get through this as I guess as quickly as possible uh, because it comes right on the heels of basketball like the basketball state championships for taps will happen and then it's soccer right after that and I think it's I don't know if it's there's an argument to there's something to be said that in many cases they're trying to kind of trying to get as many athletes as possible to their other respective sports right uh, so a number of factors that I don't know if it's also some would also argue that it's also influenced by um, by the club, you know, the club scene as far as it's starting to pick back up in terms of yes, that example, is the other thing too. Yeah, the yeah. One example is, you know, you're gonna have, you know, here in TAPS, Taps, you're you're in the TAPS state playoffs that kick off obviously tomorrow. So tomorrow's the opening round, by district round, Saturday you have the area round. And you have an ECNL uh, national level ECNL showcase that's happening in Houston Saturday, I believe it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, um, so that's going to play a factor. Some teams are going to feel that. And uh, so I think it, it's a number of factors. That question gets put po- from the – where I fully agree with you is from the, uh, the player safety perspective. Correct.
0: Player safety and player school. Because <laughs> yeah. there's the safety aspect of playing. And I know at that age you could you know, feel like you can play every day. You know, that, that you have that mentality, but it's also taken away from the academic side as well, oh you know, especially at the tap school, uh, tap schools here, academics is, you know, as, as we were discussing last week, that's, you know, and even in the public schools, it's as important, if not more important um, along those lines. So you' yeah. just, yeah. and, and I know it's a short period of time, but. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's, it's paramount. You're right. I mean, from the academic perspective, it's paramount. Um. And, you know, I, I don't think all the cliches need to be entered at this point in terms of, hey, student comes before <laughs> athlete. We all As coaches, we understand that. We get that and we reinforce that. But I think also, I think what's, I, I think, I mean, you're right. Just from, the, just from the player safety perspective, you're going to have teams that you, you will, you're going to go from the start of your playoffs, the bi-district round, to knowing who your regional champion is in the span of five days, basically. that's that's a heavy load
0: I wonder, and I know they already have the season earlier as it is I wonder if you could maybe move the season start of the season earlier a couple of weeks um so where you know you know yeah you may be missing some players if they're if they're playing a fall sport here but that way during the the winter when
2: when the results,
0: when the results actually matter, and I'm not saying that the early season games don't matter because they do, right. but if you're if you're in a playoff plan for a state championship, you know to be able to you know have to battle against club teams, the you know you know ENCL um, and other things here, you know it's it makes it difficult for you guys, and, and you know I think that's why you see some upsets when it comes to playoffs compared to you know how okay. the season is played.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And you know, the the thing that we the thing you run into with TAPS too is they have a lot of people don't know this, is they have a fall soccer season. So yeah. for your for your smaller schools. So basically what would be the equivalent in UIL of below four A, your three A, two A, and your your six man one A, right? Where the schools that essentially don't have football, they they play in the fall soccer season. So that prevents TAPS from being able to start earlier and then they also try to stagger it with, uh, with basketball as well. So, so because what they don't want are the seasons to be exact and the championships to be exact between soccer and, uh, and basketball. So number of factors, I wish there was a single one that was great, but I, trust me, I've, when I first entered into the, uh, the taps world, and I think it was 2017, I think it was, I, we were all asking the same questions.
1: Rafa your questions that you have for coach. Well, I think it goes back to even with the UIL, um, they play. I remember playing on a Tuesday night, and then we had to turn around and play on a Friday night for a, for area playoff game. And honestly, to me, I think what the UIL, need, needs to change is have one playoff game every weekend to get having enough recovery time for the players, and especially especially with some of the teams, especially out west, when they have to really. I know, like some, like what Coach come, came out from El Paso. You know, they play. You know, within that first round, but that second round game, you got to go to Midland, Odessa, or or, or or Amarillo, or maybe even Dallas. And to go that, you know, within that time frame, it, it, it's 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 it'll take a toll on your body. So that's maybe something they need to look at. You know, they they have, like I said, during the regional finals tournament, you know, that's I think well during the regional actually from the state tournament. There's no games prior to that until this past year, which there was. There was a state semifinal game played on a, on a Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I think what they need to do is uh, really kind of expand out the playoffs, make it once, you know, Friday, Saturdays. That way it allows teams to more prepare, better prepare, but also to, also to recover from injuries and so forth. And I think there, there's plenty of dates to extend. You know, we can extend the state, you know, we all yell state championship an extra week or two you know it's not going to hurt the season it's it's just going to prolong it it's, it's even better you know especially you know some teams have to mess out games because of the crazy weather we have during january february which right. hopefully maybe the uio kind of consider maybe moving moving like i said the start of the season to maybe february instead you know just to kind of weather the storm from like the from the weather you know early on in january so
2: yeah. I, I
1: think that's something they need to look at and hopefully hopefully they'll look maybe consider it in the future
2: Yeah. And and the UIL has has looked at that before and they've showed that they're willing to adjust. Um, Obviously, last year was a very different year in terms of COVID. But I mean, last year was the earliest the season had ever started. I think it was December 29th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So when I was still coaching in the UIL. And uh, I mean, it was it was pretty I think a lot there's a lot of coaches as hard as last year was and as difficult as last year was this year has been feels like it's been more difficult as we try to make our way back into the routine, I guess. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. Is it just do the
0: schedule congestion, still dealing with some of the COVID stuff, you know, what makes this year a little bit harder compared, you know, to the last couple of years as an example?
2: I think just, well, it, it can also vary from coach to coach in terms of their, their situation. Right. But, you know, from our, from my perspective, I think it was, you knew exactly your, your, you know, your, your guidelines and your rails and no locker rooms. And, you know, you didn't have, you didn't you weren't going to have as many players aside from the, you know, the occasional, the injury and stuff like that. But there was a lot less going on in terms of options for, you know, for our student athletes. And then on top of whether it be, you know, vacations and other, you know, all those other little things that, that were the norm, obviously before. And, during that at its at its peak with code with covid you know there was a there was just a lot of restrictions there was a lot more limitations in terms of what uh, just what teams could do what coaches could do what players could do collectively and individually so it, it just made the parameters i guess were a little different more established and easier as hard as they were don't get me wrong but a little bit easier to manage now as we kind of try to go back to the the reality. Yeah. The routine, it's a little, it's been, it's been a little different. Um, So, uh, but yeah, I think it's, like I said, you pull a hundred coaches, I'm sure you're going to get all kinds of different answers. But but yeah, I think for, for me personally, I think that's been my take on it. Um, From UIL's perspective in terms of what Rafa was talking about, I think um, they're going to look at the schedule the way it is in terms of start and end time frame, no matter what, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna expand too much from that. But what I think districts need to try to do and where I think UIL giving those districts the support is to maybe get a little bit more creative with how they schedule district play, right? Um, not everything has to be a, a home and home per se. Uh, um, and in some of the bigger districts here, some of the six, eight districts here, for example, Northside, NEISD, there, there is really no, home and home series, right? They're playing at your Koma Landers. They're playing at your Blossoms. They're playing at Ferris. They're playing, you know, right. They're playing at Gus. Um, so I don't know, is, does that mean maybe, is it maybe a play one round for seeding place, a, a sort of like a conference tournament, like a conference tournament, and then allow your does that allow the playoffs to then expand into what Rafa was talking about? You know, so that would have to, and, it, and it's going to vary because districts are going to be different sizes and what might work, what might work for 6A may not work for 5A or for 4A, for you 4A know, because right. cause the districts are definitely smaller there. Yeah,
0: because I think that was the thing that stood out to me, like, you know, I live near Stevens. There's not a lot of dual sport athletes at the 6A level, but yet you get you go out to Hondo, you know, like, you know, their best player, you know, on the girls side, their best player. What I think came from basketball, right? Yeah, it came from a basketball game. Showed up at halftime, and and I think what had a hat trick or pretty close to a hat trick, and yeah. you know hit the crossbar two or three times, and and just you could see yeah. the level of talent that she had just was unmatched, you know, compared to the, you know rest rest of the kids on the on right. the field, yeah. and you know it's that to me is kind of the interesting dynamic where I come from a smaller school where. You know, you foot, played football, you wrestled or, or played basketball in the and the uh, uh, wintertime. And then, you know, unfortunately, you know, I work I my family owns a ranch. So springtime was, you know, helping out the family ranch as opposed to playing baseball or track. So yeah,
2: okay. um, but and you were at uh, what was it again, was it Palmer Ridge or what was it? No, I
0: was up. Uh, I was in the western slope of Colorado. It, you know, our entire school had 200 kids in it for oh, high wow. school. Okay. Okay. So, you know. Yeah. You know, when my grades were not well and I didn't play football uh, the uh, the sophomore year, and the football coach, "Hey, why aren't you playing football?" Well, my grade my grades weren't good. He's like, "Well, we'll get your grades up." (laughs) I was like, "Okay." Yeah,
2: that was all the motivation you needed, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking you went to one of the schools up in Monument, just outside of the Springs, there, outside of the Air Force Academy, where I was at. So, yeah,
0: no, but yeah, on, on the other side there. Um, do you want to hang around for the finish of Rafa's rankings and heckle him on them, or you know, did you guys? Yeah, like
2: absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, aside from his uh great taste in jerseys, yeah, I'd love to heckle him for sure.
0: So, since you brought up the jersey, uh, you a fan or not a fan of of uh, SAFC's black black on black jersey?
2: I don't, I don't, I mean, I applaud the, the idea, I mean, the concept. I don't, I don't know, maybe. And maybe it's maybe the picture doesn't do it justice. Maybe when you see it, uh, I don't know, maybe after you see it under, under the lights of Toyota yeah, Fields for a little bit, you know, maybe hey, maybe it doesn't look as bad girls on you. And, and you got to remember, too, playing in South Texas in the middle of the summer, you've seen what those guys jerseys look like halfway through the match. So I don't know, maybe that all that sweat drenched uh, will provide a, <laughs> nice, <laughs> a nice reflection. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but, a lot of
1: sweat stains on there. <laughs>
2: That was
0: yeah. the, that was to me. Who wants to wear a black jersey in July in San Antonio?
2: Now they are slated to play a lot more late game, like late night, the eight eight thirty eight games. Eight o'clock yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So, but still, huh? it's maybe that was it, a, maybe that was a factor. I guess I don't know.
0: And I can t- I can tell you this: if if I'm a you know, let's say Phoenix Rising. Um, and I'm saying, Hey, can, you know, can we play our, you know, can you play in, in, in the black kit while, you know, they, they play in, in their, uh, you in the know, red their, their red. away kit. And, you yeah. know, for, you know, for the hair, I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, I really RGB mean, could yeah. possibly be doing that. Cause there is a yeah. six o'clock game early in the year, uh, early in March, a six o'clock, a 6
1: PM game. So, yeah. and so depending on uh, the community, Unless of the humidity is down there. Yeah. that time.
2: I don't know. I really I'm really digging their kind their uh what do we call it? Tablecloth checkerboard Croatia, you know, concept. The checker kit, yeah. I, yeah. I mean I'm I wanted I wanted them to just kind of keep change to it keep up. Keep that variation identity. Or, yeah, but keep that. I really dug that. I really dig that. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But um, honestly, yeah. honestly I thought they were gonna
1: go to more because they see Milan has Puma. I thought they were gonna go that route. Some other, I think, I think their, hmm. jer- their third jersey is kind of like all black, it's similar to to that, yeah. that I? All right, so
0: we're gonna move on. Number 10 was Southwest. Uh, did we we touch base on Southwest, right? I believe we did. Uh, number nine, Alamo Heights. Uh, they were ranked ninth uh, on your last power rankings 11, two, and
1: three. That that they had a good week, but they did have a tie yesterday. Hello. Um, I know a game that me and Coach Kano went actually early in the year when they played Buda-Johnson. Buta that, that was a heck of a game because there was some nice goals scored,
2: especially
1: yeah. on the Johnson side. But uh, they went up to Buda and they got a tie there. So, you know, it keeps them, keeps them in the close into the second, third seed. Um, I don't think anyone's going to catch up to Drippy Springs, to be honest. So I, I think you want that, to have that second seed to hopefully host a playoff game in the, in the first round.
0: At number 8, Birdie Champion, uh they were 11th on the last ranking 10-2 two and 2 on the year. Um for that here.
1: Yeah, the Bernies bounced back. Um like I said, after a couple of tough losses to Alamo Heights and to to Dripping Springs, so they're bouncing back and I think they're going to match up with them. I think we're Dripping Springs pretty soon. I'm I'm sure Bernie Champions is looking for a little revenge, but uh, I just don't see them Knocking off Dripping Springs. I think Dripping Springs, like I said, they're they're at a whole nother level. But like I said, I think it's going to, for coming down to second and third, is going to come down between either Bernie and Alam Heights when they meet again. At number seven, the Johnson
0: Jaguars, uh, 12, 2 and 2. Um, they dropped one, uh, you know, from six to seven. Uh, any reason for the thoughts, uh, you know, uh, uh, on Double why they five. dropped one this year?
1: They had a couple of ties, you know, a little drop off, but not too much. I know they had that big win. I know me and Coach Kano saw them play with that big win over Reagan, but they had a little setback with a tie. But like I said, they're they're still in the mix, you know, for that district title. They're range range with, with Clark and um, and with and Reagan. So it's like I said, it's going to come down to we'll see what that second round game between Johnson and Re- and Reagan see what determines if. Who gets that second seat, or whoever gets that first place spot?
0: And number six is Reagan, 13 two and two. They were seventh, so you know you flopped uh, Reagan and Johnson uh, for this this week here. And I think I think if
1: if we go back to the history, they keep flipping back and forth uh, in, in the standings. So yeah, so they got a little winning streak going on ever since that loss. So they're back at it. They got a big game coming up on Monday versus Clark. So that could determine. The district title or control of the the district, you know, the top seed. So, like I said, that so if you have an opportunity, check that out, check that game out. Uh, I think it's going to be Monday at seven. So, like I said, if Reagan can you know knock off Clark so it'll be, they can take over first place for, for 20. Uh, I'm trying to get my number like a 28. 28,
2: 28 <laughs> did that get changed from uh, it ended up on a Monday?
1: Yeah, it's on a Monday.
2: Is it okay? Hmm. Yeah, that should be a dynamite matchup.
0: Speaking of Clark, uh, you have them at number five, which is where they were last week as well. Uh, 14 2 and 2.
1: Yeah, they had a tie last night, but they're still in first place in that district. Like I said, it's kind of the same situation like with 29 6A, you know, 28 6A. Six, um, you have three teams battling out for that district title. And like I said, it's going to come down who wins those head-to-head contests. And like I said, Clark's been kind of the surprise this year. I think nobody expected him to be on the top spot. You know, everybody thought maybe Reagan would bounce, you know, still kind of reign supreme in that district. But Clark's doing doing an excellent job. They're playing well. Um, so we'll see on Monday how they, you know, if the, there's another clash of the Titans here, see how, how the, that result turns out.
0: Yeah, so on the standings, uh Clark's eight oh and two in district, Reagan's seven, one and two, and Johnson six one and three. So um it's it's about as close as you can be uh and, you know, for that here. So um and then Brandeis still, you know, at four three and two and, and Madison four three three and, and Lee at four four and two. So you still got six teams that's battling out for you know for those four slots. I think Johnson, Reagan, and Clark, as you mentioned, are pretty well locked in. But the order of finish, and then of course that the race for the sixth spot um in
1: 28-6A is, is uh
0: still as muddied as it was the last time we spoke.
1: Yeah, that four spot between Madison, Lee, and, and Brandeis is gonna <clears> come down <throat> to who wins head to head. But right now the Brandeis, Brandeis is kinda picking at the right time to get that four spot.
0: So Brandeis plays Johnson. So that's Churchill, a chill. and then the March fourth, Reagan and Brandeis would would be a big one as well. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, so these these next two weeks are going to really help shape the the district race the rest of the way. That's what it's looking like. <clears throat>
0: Then number four, uh, who got the Rafa bump, uh, because Rafa had uh, misinformation as we were talking uh, with uh, search John John Paul II. Uh, They uh, did become the first team in the area to get the 20 wins, 20 and two. Uh, They made the jump from uh, number eight up. Um, They will not have to play in the bye district round. I'm pretty sure they have a bye if memory serves me right. Uh, for them here, and then of course, you know, they'd be playing most likely Saturday. Um, along right. those lines,
1: here now, they like I said, they did go undefeated in district play. Like uh, they mentioned last week, mm-hmm. we had Coach O'Gorman and a couple of his players on on the show. Um, so they were ready to get that last win, and uh, they're going to be the favorites going into the mm-hmm. to the playoffs. And and I, like the girls said, uh, you know, they're looking for a little revenge, you know, from that, that. That loss they had in the final, and I think they're going yeah. to get that redemption and, and bring that title back back to the area.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're the real deal. Having played them this year, yeah, you played um, them early.
0: I was going to ask you about that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: yeah, now had we been playing a sixty-minute game instead of an eighty-minute game, we would have gone. We would have done great with them. But uh, <laughs> it was eighty minutes that day, so uh, now they're you should fully expect to see them. In uh, I know I know, Coach O'Gorman isn't going to say it's so all it for them, but they should definitely be. Uh, expecting to play in round rock in the in the final.
0: Moving on to the top three, uh number three, same as last uh last uh, one here O'Connor 15 one and two.
1: Yeah uh, O'Connor's been like I said they've been uh head to head with us you know in in their district race like I said with with Taft and also with with Brennan and uh I know they're gonna have a matchup pretty soon and that could, like I said, that could determine the district championship. You know, uh, I think the last time they faced each other, they had a tie. So whoever can, whoever wins that game is going to probably end up winning the district title, getting that number one seed and play the fourth team uh, out of the Laredo area.
0: So that would be March 5th. Uh, O'Connor, Brennan, uh, according to uh, my essay, a 12 o'clock kickoff at Ferris uh, for that here. So, and which would be the number two team, Brennan, 14, one and two, uh, you know, the two team. And, and as we discussed earlier with, with Harlan here, um, unfortunately, you know, 29, six, eight, you know, with Brennan and O'Connor is kind of a, a two horse well, on no, a three horse uh, race here with, with taft But when you're looking at the overall mm-hmm. records, um, Brennan and O'Connor only have one loss on the season, uh, you know, altogether where, you know, Taft does have the three losses and, and four ties. So um looking at overall record here, um obviously Brennan O'Connor seemed to be a, a shade better than
1: Taft at this point. Yeah. Like I said, that Brennan's been very consistent this year. Like I said, I, I honestly think they're going to probably make it again to the regional tournament. Uh We can see both O'Connor and, and Brennan, representing san antonio um you know Taft may also have an opportunity there but like i said Taft may have to play Brennan or connor in like in a third round game so, so like i said we're gonna have these probably these two teams in they're at blossom in in late in early april you know representing our town and going up against who's to say maybe we could, we could have we could have a Brennan and clark and reagan and all those four Connor for in the in the regional tournament. Hopefully, they can knock knock off those Austin awesome teams. So. Well, our,
0: so. well, if because you mentioned on the boys' side that Harlan has the easier side because they play the Valley teams, and you know, especially with the news that you mentioned at the start here that you know, especially with Valley losing its its one of its better players. I'm assuming the same playoff format would be for you know for Northside as well, where they're going to play they're going to avoid the the Austin teams early. Now, of course, as you get deeper in the playoffs, you're gonna have to face them. So do you see that as an advantage compared to what is it 28 6a where they're going to be facing Austin teams much earlier? And it may you know, you know, it it may take out some of the powerhouses where, you know, in the NISD side here, you know, on, on 29 6a. Do they have an easier path? I know you mentioned you know, a few times that Harlan probably has the easier path for San Antonio schools. Do you know, is can that same thing be said for Brendan O'Connor?
1: I think so because I just, I clicked out the kind of some of the district uh, records from, from the valley. Like I said, that first round that's going to be against the Laredo schools, and, and I just don't see any of the Laredo schools beating any of the Northside teams, you know, and, and then second round, you know, this should take care of business as well. Um, third round, like I said, you know, we may have a TAF play against O'Connor or Brennan, you know, depending on uh when the seeding and so we could have those three of those two teams, you know, into the into that regional semifinal round. And and then the thing, one of the thing is O'Connor and Brennan have played a lot tougher schedule this year. I think mm-hmm. I think there's something they realized last year that you know, being when they were knocked off by a couple awesome teams, they could say, Hey, you know, we gotta play these teams just you know, in the pre you know the pre district season, and just to just in case we do face them again, you know we know what you know we can match up with them and so forth. So, and I think it's I think on the other end with playing against the Austin teams like for example like Swenson Valley and the Reagans and, and Johnsons, they're gonna be all beat up on each other. So there could be an advantage there too. You know, you know, <laughs> go, go to some of these tough battles or go to war. You know, you do get drained out and you run into a team that's still kind of a little fresh. You know, they, they can take advantage of that. So. Like i said with all like i said we, we're gonna like i said we are very we have a lot of teams that are, it's very deep here as far as the girls soccer here that that they you know we're gonna we're gonna be representative by one or two the only
0: thing that i'll counter on that is mm-hmm. they may be playing you know the tougher teams in austin but the travel to get to and from there is not quite as as yeah. as difficult and i know it, austin traffic sucks going up 35. But it's not the same as going down to Laredo or you know RGV along those lines here. So that might be a little bit of an equalizer on there, if you are having to play away, um, happen to go down, um, you know. Because I, I know you've you've mentioned stories where playing in the valleys a different game. You know, it's a different crowd environment. You know, it's it's you know, it's it's different than playing in
1: San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. And most of the times they'll probably play also in Corpus. They'll meet mm-hmm. halfway unless unless like I said some of these Valley teams may may take a may take a risk flip home and home and just to bring him down there to maybe to get to have have them travel a long way to you know kind of make make it uncomfortable for them to hopefully maybe catch him on a on a bad night and 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 win and win win a playoff game so so that that also like i said that's a risk you know that that comes into playing <laughs> going to that round in the playoffs.
2: You know, and something to keep in mind too, Rafa, you hit on it is, will they go back to the traditional regional tournament this year? Right, remember they they clearly broke away from that last year, right? So which kind of gave certain team that was an advantage for certain teams in terms of an ability to recover, right? Uh, so yeah, that's that'll be that'll be interesting to see how and that I plays think, out
1: this you. year. The original, uh, I did look at the website. They are going to have the regional site, so I know for. Mm-hmm. F- Six A is going to be at Blossom, and Five A is going to be in Corpus at the at the multi-purpose. Four mm-hmm. A is going to be in McAllen, so okay. then I think they're going to move forward to have those regional signs.
0: Yeah, okay. The number one team uh, played a thriller last night, four uh, three. You know, it's the number one Smithson Valley, sixteen and one. It's been pretty clearly your number one team all year. Uh, for that here and and they got they got pushed last night you know i was able to watch uh the match on on uh, the Smithson valley youtube uh channel here i forget the exact address but if you type in smithson valley i think it's rangers network or something along those lines here um it was a back and forth game i, I forget who they were playing but uh the they they uh, they uh, new Braunfels. yeah the unicorns uh they they pulled they pulled it out and and you know we'll talk about the boys side here you know in a couple minutes here but uh that was the place to be last night for you know for soccer you know in the san antonio area there
1: yeah smithson valley you know i don't mean coach kind of went to see them back in the scrimmage against dripping springs and, and like i said they beat dripping springs even though that i know dripping Springs were short-handed but you can tell by watching them play they're a very complete team and they they communicate well they touch well they're they're coach well too then you know they have a great staff up there and you know they had a big win over Westlake in in the pre you know like I said in the yeah. pre district season, so this team's battle tested and I, I think they're going to do some damage and I, I, and if they run into Lake Travis, uh, Vandergriff, uh, Ron Rock or 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 McNeil whoever they're not they're going to be ready for the task and I think like I said they they can knock off anybody in Austin and and I I can see them literally getting into to the regional tournament and come come April.
0: So moving to uh, the boys' side here, um, not as many changes. There was only one drop, uh, which was uh, 15th, uh, the San Antonio Christian Lions. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, S.A. Christian Lions uh, dropping out?
1: Yeah, they had a that's so a good week. Um, they've lost actually four in a row, uh, some uh, games against Antonio and also with uh, a resurgent uh Central Catholic team that's <laughs> finally woken up, and and then don't sleep on them in the Taps playoffs because they're they're peaking at. I mean, to peak at, and I know they took their bumps early on in the season, but they're peaking at the right time. And if there's any other Taps teams that are on their bracket, you probably do not want to play them. And like I said, they're very, like I said they're very close getting to my to my top fifteen, and maybe if they go in. Couple games deep, we may see them already crack the the top fifteen. So, uh, but like I say, a rough week for uh, Sancho to Christian, but we'll see what they do in the playoffs. Maybe hopefully, they'll bounce back from it.
0: So, starting out, uh, replacing uh, SA Christians is Brandeis seven five and two. Uh, so, your thoughts on Brandeis uh, sneaking in uh, this week into the bottom of the bracket? Well,
1: Bra- Brandeis is moving toe to toe with Lee and Reagan. Uh, don't sleep on this game they they've they're they're a a a team that's that's will give you problems and and like I said I think they're going to end up making the playoffs I think they'll get that that fourth spot Um, maybe they even get the third spot you know I know they have a big game coming up with Johnson if they can knock off Johnson and and they can try to leapfrog them and get a bigger season for them so Brandeis like I said you know had a rough rough start but like I said they're starting to play playing real good soccer and Uh, They still have upcoming games with Reagan and and Lee. We'll see how that goes. If they can knock those, you know, get wins from those three teams, who is to say they can get get into the district lead?
0: Yeah, right now uh, Brandeis has actually already had, you know, according to my essay, 6-1 and 2 in district, or Johnson 7-2 and 1. So um, if the season ended today based on the my San Antonio website here, uh, Brandeis would be the third seed, and Johnson would be the fourth representative uh, out of there. And then, of course, Churchill's looking in at 5-4-1, looking at district play.
1: So uh, we'll have a uh, match there. with Johnson and Stinson uh, Valley possibly in that first-round game.
0: Moving on, Davenport, 10-3-2. Uh, uh, they were the 12th team last year, so there was a little bit of uh, – uh-oh, Matt. Uh should have a counter for how many times Rafa says not to sleep on a team. <laughs> Matt can Matt could uh
1: set uh you
0: know the over under on that.
1: <laughs> I guess I guess to have a little shot game for that or when I say that.
2: No, no, no. Uh
1: we, we uh, need to be able
0: to finish the show, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Save that for
2: bracketology. Save that for bracketology.
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, Davenport, like I said, they've, they've gone the last three games, like I said, since their last poll. They've gone 1-1-1, one, one, and one, so they kind of – they dropped down a little. But I, I think they, they still have a good opportunity to make, get into the playoffs. Like I said, I, I think they can snatch that fourth seed and hopefully maybe they get into the third seed.
0: And then moving to uh, Johnson, 11-5-1, number 10, um, as we talked about with Brandeis, uh, still in the race uh, for – uh, uh, 28 6A here. Uh,
1: for here, your thoughts on the Johnson Jaguars? Yeah, last four games, um, <laughs> one and one. Um, we did see them play against Reagan, and Reagan just really took them out of that game. And you know, even though they had that early lead and uh, they just really didn't recover from, you know, they didn't recover able to muster anything up. But like I said, there, I think for them, like I said, that thing they learn from that, hopefully, they make the you know the whatever changes they make to hopefully get it back and when they do play them again. You know, kind of ch- challenge Reagan to see if they can get that win, so you move up in the the standings.
0: And I will say this: uh, Johnson plays Brandeis at Gus uh, Saturday at 2 p.m. according to my San Antonio. So that sh- that could help determine who gets that third spot, yeah, and who's going to be settling uh, for the for the for the for the fourth spot here. Uh, for that here, and then number twelve, uh, which was number eleven last year, Brackenridge, the Eagles, eleven and three on the season.
1: Yeah, Brackenridge have gone through the last four games. They've gone three and one. They did have that loss with Lanier. was the uh, the top two teams in that in their their district. Um, so I, I think they'll end up probably getting that second seed, uh, even though they'll play them again. I, I'll give the I'm going to give the edge to Lanier, uh, but. Like I said, Breckenridge should should make the playoffs no problem and be the number two seed for, for the SAISD. Number 11,
0: O'Connor, 10-3-2, uh, uh, was 13 last week, moved up uh, two spots to 11
1: this year, this week. Yeah, they had a pretty good week. Last couple three games, they're gone 2-0-1. Uh, they had a shootout last night with Marshall, which was a little surprising. They had a 5 5 <laughs> He so had ten goals in that in that game, and I think I think they were caught by surprise by Marshall. And hopefully they'll learn from that, you know, because it cost caught, caught some points. Kind of, you know, stay within range with Harlan. You know, they still have to play Harlan in, in, in round two. So, um, like I said, uh, O'Connor should. Like I said, those they should make the playoffs. And we'll see how, how how the game goes when they play Harlan in a in the few weeks.
0: Moving on to number 10, uh, Lanier. Uh, uh, they were number nine last week, 15 and three, so they
1: uh, slid one slot here. Yeah, Lanier, they actually, like I said, they had the big win over Brackenridge, but then having a loss, which was surprising there, the loss of Burbank. And so that's why they're down, down a slot. But I think, you know, because like Lanier should win, like I said, if they can take it, like I said, they still have to play Brackenridge. and, um, but I think I, I'm going to give them the edge. I know I've heard that some good things about their team, especially their forwards. Uh, they've been really dynamite, so th- they're more likely they're going to win. I think they're going to end up winning the district title for you know for the SAID, SAIZ district. And I do see something on Harlan versus O'Connor on Friday, so that should be a good one there too. Yeah, you're going to be out of town, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Uh, number nine, Cornerstone. I think you said they finished the year, uh, right. Cause they're an independent squad, not in taps or UIL 13, two and three. They were seated seventh the last time, uh, at, le- at this time here, they're going to finish at nine with no further games. Here's my understanding. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. They just finished the season that little slip. Um, they did have a tie with, uh, uh I think it was St. Stevens from Austin. They tied zero, zero, so for you know they had a good season they beat some good quality teams like i said, looking over their schedule they had some good quality wins and they did go to that north texas elite showcase they did well over there you know they had some close games as well um so we'll we'll see if we'll cornerstone will ever get into taps or <laughs> or any other division we'll see we'll see about that maybe maybe well, hopefully someday in the future
0: do you think that they could just play an independent schedule for a while, or do you think that they really need to get see if they can get back into taps or
1: UIL along those lines? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Coach Conner? of think could they get back in? Because I know they weren't in the good graces with, with taps in yeah. the last few years.
2: Yeah, it's a, unfortunately that's a bit of a loaded question, but yeah, it's uh, that's tough. You know, they've obviously had have had definitely have had their issues with taps on more than one occasion now. So trying to. I don't know, my understanding is trying to get in the good graces, no idea of how, you know, it's a bit speculative, (laughs) not sure if they really want to be part of TAPS. Uh, TAPS or SPC would, and I don't think the the SPC route would work for them either. So to answer your question, Harry, I know, can they play an independent schedule, kind of your, your kind of almost like you're out of Bradenton, you know, your IMGs of the world, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. They could, um, but how for how long, I guess, is more of the question, right? Being that they're, they're kind of situated here all by themselves on an island. That, that, I think that's the tough one for them.
0: So moving on to number eight, uh, Lee volunteers, 4, and three, they were the fifth ranked team. Um, and I know probably what bumped them down was the loss to Reagan, which we we kind of talked initially here, uh, with, you know, for that here. So, your thoughts on Lee? Was it just the, the Reagan loss that dropped them or is there other factors?
1: Yeah, that that it was a tough loss for them. I mean, four nothing. And they, you know, just watching them, they just really couldn't get anything going. And and, and but that's kudos to Reagan. You know, you they did the same game plan of what they did with Johnson. They just smothered their defense and not allowed them to really settle the ball and work from play from the back, work it up, you know. And and get you know and get in the rhythm and and I mean Reagan you can call basically did like a blitzkrieg that's what you can call call that on, on their defense and but also the goals too if you you know if everyone anybody wants to watch the video we have it posted on our Facebook page there were some miscues by the by the goalie and the and the and the defenders um, they're on the especially on the, on the first goal the goalie comes out he had a miscommunication and ends up getting headed in uh, there's another one that. He, should have Coley should have had it, and it just trickled and it hits up by the side and goes in. So, and then the third goal was on a free kick. Uh, another miscommunication, kind of bumped into each other, and the ball just sw- sw- squirts in and, into the goal from the free kick. So, just a little miscues there. It was just not their night, but they did get a, a win, uh, a tough win. Uh, they were actually down against Roosevelt last night, uh, so they were to rally to come back and get a two to one win. So. I think I think Coach Rogers will get them uh, – he'll get them ready for the playoffs. It's a <laughs> right. little horrible, but I, I think if they can kind of, you know, get some – you know, fix some things out of its injuries, uh, if they can fix those things, like I said, they are the defending state champs until you knock them out of the playoffs. You know, right. You're know the state champs, so, you know, you, you cannot sleep on them. They're still a very talented team.
2: And not taking anything away from Reagan, uh, Jaffa, but refresh my memory, I think – was there a card in that game early that affected the lead? Uh, the lead defense was that. Is that the case?
1: No. Was it was it, no, right.
2: or, no. Or injury or something? No. No. I thought there was a something that impacted uh, uh, impacted the backline. There. Uh,
1: they. They. They, just they had
2: talking about that.
1: communication with the with the goalkeeper, and, and they weren't on the same page. You know, and 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 then a lot of the, what I noticed also. Like I said, Reagan just suffocated with them. They weren't allowing them to get settled. How they we've seen them playing, you know, they really settled the ball play, kind of like the Barcelona tiki-taki, get it up the field, and they just were not to said not we're not going to have this, and we're gonna you're gonna make we're gonna make you play our style, and that's what Reagan did, and you know, kudos to them, you know, because you know yeah. for him to do that. Um,
0: coach Davis said they had the re probably the reason for the miscommunication what coach Connor was talking about is they had a yeah. center back that was out okay. with the red card there we go uh, yeah, I mean, and kudos, yeah so maybe not yeah. during the game correct but yeah. you know during previously to, to the previous game here um and that's why uh yeah. for that here um
2: yeah. you know yeah no, kudos uh, but, kudos to Reagan for sure I mean it took it was going to take a special team like what Reagan looks like they have to not what was that streak at for Lee as far as district wins? That it was, was
1: like pretty um, game, yeah. For yeah.
2: 2018, or... I think it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Dave uh Fallon times in uh, Lee started starting QB soil, picked up a red card against Churchill um in the game before. So that's probably why you're saying, hey, nothing during the game, but uh obviously uh having your starting center back could lead to some of that confusion here. And Coach Davis, I'll get to your comment here about Reagan and Harlan here uh when we get up to uh them in, in the rankings here. So I do see do see the comments here. for that here. Number seven, uh I call it the Rotha Bump. Uh probably well earned, don't get me wrong here, but uh Lavernia 12, 2, and 3, number 14. Um I know you got to see them in person. I know on the pregame here that as you and I are talking here you were very impressed. Um, you know, from, from how Lavernia looks here. Uh, and as you mentioned here, you know, we'll hopefully have their coach on next week yeah. uh, for that here to highlight the, the program as well. Cause you know, like I said here, you were very impressed uh, with, 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 the team.
1: Yeah. For being one of the youngest programs in, in San Antonio, you know, they they've really you know, stepped it up and I was, you know, I was impressed how they played, how they touched the ball, how they attacked. And, you know, kudos to their coach, you know, getting them prepared. And um, this is a team to look out for. And, and, I, and I had a little discussion with their coach. And, you know, they're a very young team. They're mostly sophomores and freshmen. He they only, they only has two seniors on this team. So this team could be a threat for the next couple of years. And and I did mention to him and say, hey, you know, you, you have enough talent to maybe challenge you know, the Bernie Greyhounds. And, and I would love to see that game between them and Lavernia. I think that would be a great playoff game. Uh, maybe even a, a regional, you know, a regional founder. They both teams maybe on opposite sides of the of the brackets, you know, and that that'd, that'd be a, a you know, like I said, a great game. And but kudos to them. Like I said, they're number eleven. He's a sophomore. Had a hat trick. Uh, he could have had three more goals. It just someone went over the bar thanks to the win. But uh, I was impressed by him. Uh, like I said, what the coach did tell me, they, they they work really hard. They work they work hard during the off season and. And it's starting to pay off. And so keep an eye out, keep, keep an eye on the Bears. Cause I think they may do some damage in the 40 playoffs th- this year.
0: Just so Matt could have another drink of big Ray, would you consider <laughs> them a sleeper?
1: Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it.
2: I was waiting not, for it.
1: Not a sleeper team, but no, you know, you, you know, they. He, coach their coach mentioned to me last year, they kind of got bounced early in the playoffs they're making strides. This team is like I said, for four, you know, this is one of the four-year programs. I know we talk a lot about folks a lot on you know, Bernie, because they are the defending state champs. But this is a team that has come really a long way and, and I've yeah. seen the hard work starting to pay off. Yeah. And the way they're playing, um you know, I I think they can you know, I just I would love to see that game, see what what comes out of it, but I think it'll be a very exciting game yeah. to go watch.
2: But you done.
0: mentioned that th- this year will probably be a good taste for them, but next year and mm-hmm. probably, you know, as they build up the program next year is probably where you could really see them take, yeah. you know, take that big jump, especially come playoff time. Cause it's one yeah. thing to do it during the season, but playoff soccer with the pressure is, you know, is, is a different level here. Is, is that correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I would say this, too, is what Rafa kind of confirmed it last night, is the things I've been seeing and a lot of the things I've been hearing is they've kind of got all the right ingredients to really kind of be. This is kind of how regional powers are, are formed, right? How they kind of come to be. And they're, and they're definitely, you hit the nail on the head, Harry. They're they're kind of a bit ahead of schedule. So, yeah. So, good things to come, I think.
0: so brian said let's go bears and the man says oh hi oh wow hey brian and then did want to p- uh, point out robert's uh, saying glad to see reagan fans liking this program thank you from california thank you robert for uh, tuning in from california uh that's awesome to see here uh for that here moving on to number six uh alamo heights uh, alamo heights is let me get back to my list 13 2 and 1 they were 8th last, uh, last uh, two weeks ago when, when we did the, the power rankings here. So it's moved up a, a couple of slots. So your
1: thoughts on the mules? Uh, mules, they, they're on a winning streak. And like I said, they bounced back from that loss to Dripping Springs. And, you know, we'll, we'll see when they play them in the second round of the district play, district round or the second, second phase of the, of the district play. Um, see if they can catch them off on a good uh, a night and, and give them their first loss. So, but I, I think more than likely, like I said, Dripping streams are going to win that district. But Alamo Heights, uh, it's real important getting that sec- that second seed, and that way, you know, they can kind of redeem themselves. So I know last year they had a really tough loss against, I think, Cedar Park, mm-hmm. and I, I think that kind of really bit them. And I think they're on the road to hopefully get to redemption and, and maybe hope face them again, and they can get a win and and do some you know do, do some good things in the playoffs
0: number five if you are on social media for texas high school soccer uh father and lethal or you know uh, 6a uh, what's what's his handle here 6a uh, 6a boys high school 6a and club soccer here at sa underscore 28 smithson valley went down to New Braunfels last night uh, in, in a thrilling match here. So they were the or they are the fifth seed here, sixteen and two. Because that was their second loss. They were the third uh, third rated team uh, in your power rankings last uh, last week here. But uh, I know when I checked, uh, you know, checking you know checking social media, Twitter here, that was a that was a story. <laughs> that was. <very> uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, the the alarm lights are going off. Yeah, and that was a shocker of the night. Um, Simpson Valley going to to New Braunfels and going back with going back over there. To Spring Branch with a loss and a uh, great win for New Braunfels that keeps them that keeps them in the playoff hunt. And uh, Simpson Valley had won 16 games in a row since that first loss with um, with Reagan, which I see uh, cinco cero. Yeah, cinco cero. Yeah, <laughs> for the first game. Um, but I think, I think Spencer Valley will bounce back from this. I think they'll learn from this. And sometimes you, maybe a loss like this will kind of wake you up a bit and, and get you, ref, you know, refocused. And like I said, this should win the, they'll still win the district title. But like I said, that they got to get ready for, you know, for the playoffs with the with district um, with 28 6A. So they could see, you know, a Brandeis or a Johnson, you know, or maybe even Lee. Who, who knows, you know, and, you know, they can't. They're gonna have to be you know, be ready for one of those teams in that first round. So, so, but uh, like I said, they'll bounce back, and like I said, they'll, they'll end up more like they're going to win the district title.
0: So, I'll have a question. I'm going to go to the number four team, which is Bernie, uh, 14, two <laughs> and one. There was the six team, uh, the seated, or there were six last one here. Um, any thoughts on on only dropping Smith and Valley only one slot and, and keep you know moving Bernie up you know to, to the fourth? or you know um you know you know, what was the indicator to move smithson valley down two and Bernie up
1: just like i said that it, it was a, a game that i think since valley was heavily favored to, to win and they did had a big win against them the first time and you know to for them to drop this one was 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 a, was a surprise and you know and i mean like I mentioned, Bronfos needed is it's a big win for them because it keeps them in the playoff hunt. And especially trying to move up in the in the in the in the standings, you know, and like I said, their their first round playoff's gonna be with District twenty eight six A. You know, you know, pick your poison who you wanna play in that first round. <laughs> it could be Reagan, or it can be Lee or it can be Brandeis or Johnson. So so it's so it's it it's gonna you know it's gonna be what's gonna matter who they match up better with but like I said just drop like I said that was gonna kind of be it was like a surprising loss that's why I knocked them down two slots.
0: All right, so I got to interrupt here uh, for that here. RGV just released their kits here, so you got the 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 plain blue one here which is through here, but this white kit. I got to admit, it looks
1: nice. <laughs> kind of looks like my colors the blue and the orange here. <laughs> so evidently they said
0: here, RGBZLA is the only club in the USL Championship door, this exclusive pattern uh, look uh, and color combination here. Um, I will say this uh, in speaking with, with Edson on the SAFC, uh, you know, switching to, to uh, Puma is... Year two, SAFC may have better, uh, better, uh, better options uh, than, than what they had uh, for that here. But you know, sorry, you know, since we we opened the show with the SAFC dart kit here, um, I got to give it give it to RGV coming out here that their uh, their their home kits uh, you know look kind of nice as, as well. I'm assuming that's their home kit. Uh, they didn't show the, the back,
2: they didn't show the back, Harry. We don't know if we can read the last name though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, they're like, they're, like if you're they're playing for the Smurfs or something, but so, uh, <laughs> the white one, one looks nice. I like the pattern on the white one,
0: yeah. The white, the white one with the pattern here, and as James says, you know, I like both jerseys. That's but, um, that'll be the only nice things that we say about RGV on, on this program here, outside that they did sign Ollie Wright uh today here, so it's great to see him continuing to play uh, uh, and, in the uh, USL championship.
1: And I did see a Dave here with a, yeah, 2 2 2 ball brought some wild results. Yep. There were some wild results last night.
0: Oh, yeah, that was Clark's first point earned. And, and, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. They, that, that was a shocker there. You know, they hadn't won. I don't think they've won a game in district play in all season. That, that was, well, they hadn't.
0: That was their first point earned. Yeah. They, yeah. they were, uh, Clark was having a rough, uh, rough season. We'll, we'll just, we'll just leave it at, at that here. Hopefully they'll uh, bounce back for next year. And then Dave also mentioned Smithson Valley versus Clemens on Friday night for first place, uh, which uh, I, you know, one of the people that I sit next to, uh, his son was a starting goalkeeper uh, for Clemens. And I went to a Smithson Valley Clemens game. And that is a very underrated rivalry um, Mm -hmm. on, on the soccer pitch that I don't think a lot of people realize um, on the northeast side here, those two teams do not like each other, um, you know, and the two schools uh, do not like it. And I know they don't get the same pub as some of the other schools, uh, you know, on, on the rivalries, but, you know, that is
1: one. If you have the opportunity to go catch it, it won't disappoint. And Clemens, Clemens, like I said, they, you know, maybe take a page from what Raffles did and try to get – steal one, steal one for Spencer Valley and – getting first place
0: so number three uh moving up one uh Reagan uh, at uh, 11 two and two
1: so your thoughts on the rattlers uh, what, what can you say about Reagan they've they've, they've just turned it up to another level I mean they've you know two quality wins over Johnson and you know and, and Lee and and any Lee's well uh, unbeaten streak and this play um, so if they can keep up the same intensity, like I said, they're going to be favored. To, I know they have two tough matchups. They still have Johnson, they still have Brandeis, you know. Uh, They'll have that rivalry game with Churchill, can't sleep on them too, you know. They, like I said, that's a rivalry game. And, you know, when you're playing rivalry games, you know, you're going to you're gonna bring it. So, uh, But like I said, I, I think Reagan, out of that win versus Lee, I think now they have pretty much – uh, control of that district, and I think getting that one seat is really important for them. And uh, just look out for them. I think I think they match up well with some with some of those Austin awesome teams, and we could see them going going to the regional regional tournament there in their home, there in their backyard.
0: Number two. Um, and we've come a long way. Smith, uh, Southwest at 14, one and one, uh, number two last time, but number two, uh, solidly all season, uh, for that here. Um, even with the coaching change, uh, it seems like, uh, they've continued to handle their business and I caught, you know, I think I caught their last score here and it wasn't a pretty score <laughs> along those lines. Uh, uh, for who they played here, but uh, your thoughts on, on Southwest and, and I think you mentioned the, in the last one here. For them, it's about the playoffs. It's you know their district. You know they should handle fairly easy. It's for them. It's it's how deep can they go?
1: Yeah, they. I mean, they're putting up football scores. I mean, <laughs> I mean touchdowns. I mean, uh, what, what can you say about Southwest? they haven't missed a beat, but they do have a matchup coming up which I'll I'll save in a bit. That's it's a it's a non-district game that I'm, I'm looking forward to and we'll, which I'll then that involves with the next team but and I think that's gonna I'll call that the maybe the, the city championship game <laughs> per se uh for the for the power fifteen but Southwest like I said you know they're getting ready for you because they're for you know they're on the right track getting ready for the playoffs um, I'm sure they're they're happy about the good news I gave today with, with their play, that player from Valley View um, leaving the team for other options, and I don't know if that option is going to be RGV with RGV FC um, or or other yeah. or other. And but if they match up again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Southwest on them. I think they they can take care of business uh, in that playoff game, and maybe this could be the breakthrough season. Uh, to get into like it's not only to the regional tournament, but to get to the state tournament. But and another another showdown I like to see them play hopefully is maybe a Dripping Springs versus Southwest regional final.
0: So, so that- the number one is Harlan, uh, fifteen and two. They've been your number one team uh, majority of the year. Uh, Coach Davis, uh, you know, in in yeah, I think this is something I know you mentioned possibly a connection between number two and number one. Um, but I think a lot of people are also looking at Reagan, um, who Coach Davis says, and I know you've mentioned this, are the real deal this year. Hope to see them versus Harlan later in the playoffs, um, as that'll be like watching the championship game itself. Two of the best high school programs I've got to see this year, and the third team was, of course, Stripping Springs, which you're also very high on as well.
1: Yeah, Harlan, like I said, they've they've dominated 29-6 day and they're going to continue. I know they got a couple t- – like I said, a tough test with O'Connor coming up, uh, but – I think they should. They're going to take care of business going to get in the district play, and um, they should have no problem when getting into the first rounds. you know, you know, depending on who they match up, also the Valley. Because I, I was looking look in, looking the Valley. Uh, you know, see, see how how they do with Los Fresnos and also Brownsville, Hanna. They, they might be a, a little bump in the road, and uh, but I do have uh, kind of little news. Did see on the looking at the schedules coming up in March. Uh, I do see a March 11th game between Harlan and Southwest. So, Harlan will be at Southwest on that date at, at I think 7 p.m. So, we're going to have our little, um, I guess, our part 15 city championship game there, there between the top two teams in, in the city. So, so we're, we're probably going to be there, <laughs> probably, probably has that game and um, so I'm looking forward to see how these two ma- uh, match up, and it's a good test for you know you want to get a good a good test right before the playoffs, and when more with two teams, two state caliber teams going against each other, regardless of the classification, they're 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 very good teams, and I, I think you know even Southwest would do well in 6A too. I think they have they have the talent to do well.
0: And then Coach Davis mentioned uh, Burning Champion will play Dripping Springs this Friday, and he'll get to watch uh, Dripping Springs in person because, you know, they're a fun watch. And Rough is a huge uh, Dripping Springs fan because, uh, you know, they, they uh, gave, <laughs> gave him some freebies. <laughs> right, you're,
2: you're missing 50% of the puzzle there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, hey, shout out to Drip as well. I know uh, I know Rafa got to do it on here, but, yeah, they uh, – they took care of us with some swag, with the beanie, and you know, to Jeanette Spain. They're they have a phenomenal booster club, mm-hmm. you know, phenomenal booster club. And we went out one day covering covering a game, and they had a surprise for for both Rafa and I. So that's that's some awesome stuff. We appreciate that.
0: And then of course Dave, uh, and you know, you mentioned about these last last minute uh, schedules, and, and I know you sent me a text saying Southwest was kind of looking for a looking for a team which which they they found. Um, but last year Harlan played Reagan and Reagan won, and the Harlan coach said it was their wake up call to make their deep playoff run here. So,
1: um, and, then, that- and, then, and sometimes losing like a game, like a, a game, like a warm up game, will, will get your team refocused and and knowing that hey anybody can beat you. So, yeah. I, I think that did well for Harlan, and like I said, this is going to be a good test for both teams, with between the Southwest and Harlan, and you know whoever wins, you know it's just going to get them ready for. What were they going to see? Probably in like three, like in third or fourth round, fourth round, fifth round play and beyond.
0: Do you think that'll also happen with Smithson Valley? Uh, you know, with them, uh, you know, having that unexpected loss against New Braunfels, do you think that will you know kind of you know shake them off? Because from you know, I think when I was looking at their record, they they had quite a bit of a winning streak heading into that.
1: Yeah, they won sixteen yeah. in a row. Yeah, you know, I think like ever, ever yeah, since 16. Yeah. that big loss that they had with Reagan, like I said, Reagan took them to the woodshed. Like I said, I was there at that game, and but they bounced back, and you know, and they had that winning streak. But you know, that little shocking loss against the Broncos, Hopefully, that'll wake them up. But like I said, they still got another big test with Clemens, and like you mentioned, uh, they don't like each other. And when you play your rival teams, you know, you're gonna you're gonna pick up your game. So you know, it's, 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 it's going to be a great game Friday, Friday. So you have a chance to head out to that, head out to that game. So, uh, you know, as
0: we kind of head out, cause we're, we're on about an hour and a half and I was like, well, Hey, this will be a short show cause we're not doing the taps playoffs. And, and of course we've uh, oh, we always yeah. seemed to magically no. hit that. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, one thing to kind of keep a lookout for, um, especially for the UIL, uh, last year we did it and I think it was a, a lot of success. Uh, the, uh, bracketology show, uh, once the UIL brackets go out, we'll go through the brackets here. Uh, I'm going to try to see if we can get somebody, you know, from uh, the other regions uh, to possibly come on to kind of, you know, talk about, um, you know, you know, region one, region two, uh, you know, possibly even somebody down, you know, in, in the Valley, if, if, if they have here. So, um, last year i think it was what a three hour show that we did uh for that right here so it may be something yeah but uh, don't
2: uh, don't sleep on us harry i think we can do four hours this year i think we can. Do well, four. Uh, if we get sleep. more voices and don't along those lines
0: on. although i have improved the bracket here uh, i think i found a bracket that you know instead of having to hear me type you know the results in i can just click a radio button and and it will nice. continue nice. to go through uh you know i'll just have to get those set up you know with with the teams when the brackets come out so That'll be something to keep a look out for. Um, I'm wondering if we you know, depending on when the brackets come out, maybe a Sunday afternoon um, non-work day along those lines that way. I think we ended up way late that night um, for that here, which is fine, but you know, I think if we can start a little bit earlier, uh, you know, it might make the uh, the families a little bit happier <laughs> so, <laughs> along those lines here. Uh, but coach, uh, it was awesome, you know, to have you back on again here. Uh, if you want to plug uh, what's coming up on the 5050 podcast, I know you had your show, I want to say it was last night, uh, that I caught it here, uh, for that here. Uh, so if you want to kind of, you know, promote what you did last night or promote, uh, what's coming up,
2: yeah, thank you guys. I, uh, again, it's, it, it's been a minute. I don't know when was the last time I was on it, it's been a minute. I know that, but, uh, awesome to be with you guys. It always goes by a lot faster. I know when, uh, um, when when we get together so i'm appreciative of that but yeah um you can find us on uh we're on twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod you can also find us our our episodes um on on youtube as well mm-hmm. on at uh, the 50 underscore 50 podcast on instagram as well at, at the 50 underscore 50 podcast but uh just had an episode last night with the new new head women's soccer coach of uh, tlu uh, the um, coach kerwin johnson yeah. Great episode. Uh, great professional. Great, great to see him. You know, he's a, he's a fellow UIW guy. So I had to give, you know, it was great to get him on as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, we have, uh, we've had a great, great run of, of, um, of guests lately. Uh, good level of quality coaches, you know, also recently had Lance key on had um, uh, coach Marcus Wood, who's now the new head women's soccer coach at DBU at Dallas Baptist had Randy Waldram on before that uh who's the you know, head women's soccer coach at Pitt and the uh the uh, manager for the uh, nigerian women's national team so some uh, excited about some that are in the works uh including got a couple of uh couple of coaches from um uh, majored uh, d1 power five programs in the state of texas that are slated to be joining us in the coming weeks so uh Give us a listen we appreciate it i know one question i've been getting a lot is the the audio portion of the podcast we are actually in the middle of migrating that because we're no longer part of the uh, a day in the life uh, tv network so we are migrating all of the audio stuff uh going forward so that will be coming uh that will be coming in in the next couple of weeks
0: rafa your final thoughts uh any any champions league uh excitement for you that's coming up or that you've uh, seen here recently
1: Madrid win, wins next in, in, in a few weeks, so hopefully so we you can get get that win. But um, I did see an exciting game uh, with that with that menu and Athletic draw,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: So that was pretty good. Also with the with the Benfica too with Ajax, Ajax with the reggae boy jerseys. So the, the, they were those were nice. I, I'll, I'll, I, I actually have one of those. like so, so yeah. one of those.
2: about to uh, say, didn't you have one? Yeah, yeah, I have,
1: yeah, yeah. I have one and like i just got a big fico jersey uh, I thing i wore that one on the last show um so yeah i'm just looking forward because for that and also um uh, it's also an announce soon hopefully over the weekend where our next live stream and and uh, and we'll be posting that pretty soon if there's any anyone want to take a guess guess on twitter where we're we heading to but but i just want to appreciate like um uh Somerset for having us there and also uh, Lavernia fans too uh especially Lavernia's coach I think he just sent us a message uh he's wanting to come on the show we're we're happy to have him like to pick his brain and see and learn learn about a pro, uh, program that we don't normally hear about you know and mm-hmm. up-and-comer just like when we went to me and Harry went to Hondo and uh, so it's always great to learn about new new teams around the area you know, not so far, saying mostly, you know, sometimes they yeah, the bigger schools do get the coverage, but yeah, you got to show some love for the little small schools. And then we are going to have some live streams. I do have a kind of a tentative schedule. So be on the lookout for that because, like I said, look out for the little posters. And if you see us on there, see me or meet Coach Kano there at the games, come say hi and we love. We like we like free, if you have any any scarves or anything like that for your teams. Hey, those two. I said I don't know, we can get one for Harry, but like I said, I look forward like the St. Seymour. Great. I know there's some great games coming up. This is like, kind of like the final stretch. We're gonna see who who's a contender, who's a pretender, and and I just can't wait for the bracketology. Like I said, we're you know being one of the only ones that does a live bracketology for high school soccer here in Texas. is a great thing. So uh, yeah. that's what makes us number one here for. For this coverage and also we're we're looking forward for that
0: yeah and and like i said it's a collection uh of people that that do it i know last year it was you know coach cano rafa and i that that kind of put it together but um you know i think just the coverage that you know that you're seeing around not only just here in the san antonio area but you know over in houston with lethal and and i know we give lethal some grief back and forth on, on some of his on some of his posts um but you're starting to see a lot more coverage for high school soccer. And that's the main thing why, uh, why we do this, you know, you know, going back to when we started, when Scott and I started, you know, SA Soccer Roundtable, it was to try to provide a voice, to try to provide an outlet uh, for that here, just because, you know, there really wasn't anything at at that time, you know, four years ago. So um, I'm excited to see other people that have jumped in, you know, the, you know, the, the communication, you know, High schools is, is Rafa's baby. You know, there's this, you know, I, I'm i more lower league soccer. You know, Rafa's through there. And then, of course, you know, uh, Royce is, I guess, our SAFC uh, anal- analytics guru, which, you know, him and, and John, if you didn't check that out with USL Tactics, that, was a, fun, know, that was a fun
1: show. Coach Connell, I mean, I appreciate sure with all he's done with us, especially yes. with the college recruiting, you know, gives us an insight as far as, especially for, for the kids here in our area and also in the state, you know, how – what these high what these college coaches are looking for as far as recruits and what needs to be done and so forth so you know gotta gotta give uh, give props to coach connor for that ha- gave ex- showing that other side of you know the high school soccer and the and that and it says much appreciative and i'm sure a lot of the kids are learning more
2: about how to get into play that next level yeah
1: Appreciate so it. i got uh, some uh, co- breaking
2: got some breaking info here harry oh go ahead the uh that harlan that harlan southwest match that you guys were referencing Mm-hmm. Um, that has been canceled. Oh, yeah, that has been canceled. So, way to go, Rafa. Yeah, more to yeah, that just came down.
1: I, so. I, 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 there you go, the unofficial city championship. But well, I guess not.
0: And Coach Davis, uh, you know, it's I know we've had I believe we've had you, and, and I know we've had Rick on uh, from uh, Surf Soccer Club, uh, and we had a gentleman on from SA City, um, but he's actually moved on uh, to another club here. But yeah, we, you know once a year we do try to talk club soccer
2: mm-hmm. um we
0: try to stay out of all the politics of it um you know for that here but uh um it's something that me and rafa talk quite a bit offline here it is about the club soccer scene and um especially how um how it impacts the teams um for you know for that here you know you can see some of the stronger teams that have affiliations you know with surf with Classic elites with sa city um with uh, what was a bbb uh yeah. you know club i know you your rafa was part of mission city uh you know down on the south side here uh, james hope with uh oh, what is it us uh yeah USLA, USLA. Yeah. uh you know that, that he does you know that that does a lot for um you know uh you know for the city of san antonio as well here so uh, without the club soccer guys, you know that helps support the high schools and vice versa. Um, that's that's how we got to get better than Austin. And you know, Rufus says Austin has the, the advantage on us a little bit here. <laughs> so, on the girl um, side, that, but the boys' side, but, on but, the girl yeah. side here, for that here. So, uh, but yeah. just to kind of you know, final thoughts for me here. Just I know you mentioned next Wednesday, we're pro- you know hopefully going to have the coach of Lavernia on um, on the sixth. Um, we are going to have uh, Oklahoma City Energy goalkeeper uh, legend uh, Cody Loringi Cody Lo- 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 on, uh, Mr. Manbun, uh, to talk about um, his career path from playing in Toyota Field. Um, yes, we'll we'll bring up the old wounds of the uh, Oklahoma City beating San Antonio uh, in the playoffs uh, on, on PKs, and but more important, his role. Uh, transitioning from player to where now he's an agent and, and what it's like for that, you know, you know, to uh, for, you know, you know, for asp- aspiring players because um, a lot of people uh, will go directly into coaching along those lines. But, you know, I'm very interested to hear his path to go into the the uh, um, agent side here uh, because that's a different path that you don't normally hear about these days here. So those will be c- uh, coming up. Uh, some of the guests that we have. um we may not have a SAFC show on Sunday because uh, I, unfortunately, will be up in uh, Leander or Austin uh, playing Lone Star. AJ will be playing Lone Star up there, so I will not be able to attend it. I know Rafa is going to be out of town. Uh, Royce, uh, Royce has uh, his mom's birthday and can't miss mom's nice. birthday. No. So, unfortunately, none of us three will be able to catch the game, <laughs> so it's going to be hard to kind of talk about it. Uh, for that here, so we may or you know we may not have a show on Sunday, uh, for that here. So the next uh, SAFC heavy show will probably be on the sixth here. But uh, do you want to thank everybody from tuning in from Matt, Rob, uh, Brian, Alex, Dave. Um, uh, let me just make sure I don't miss anybody on here. Brian, uh, Robert out in California. Uh, thank you and Lori uh, for all of your comments. Like I said, it's much appreciated. You know for the interactions. And like I said here, what's life without goals? We're out.